0: new year or a new decade or as we say in regions beyond in the prophetic words that God's given us into a new era. It's great to have you join with us today and again thank you for friends from River City and our regions beyond churches and friends and family that have joined us for today. Uh, Today we're going to commission Dan and Rachel uh, because it's a key part of all that God wants to do not only in Jubilee Church but also in the nation's um, for some of you, last week I asked twice. got asked twice, am I leaving Jubilee? And uh, I was in the car park and this was the most encouraging compliment I had as I was tidying up the bins from a busy Christmas and somebody came up to me and said, oh I hear you're retiring. <laughs> I thought, I know I've got grey hair, but come on. I mean Trevor's 20, 30 years older than me, he's still not retiring yet, not quite yet Trevor. So I'm not retiring, so I thought it would be helpful maybe to just to share a little about what God's been saying uh, to us. Uh, 14 uh, years ago, uh, Joe and I uh, moved to Hull with a group of 13 adults and with our son Caleb, uh, who was six at the time, to, with a small team to plant Jubilee Church Hull. And it was an incredible season, a time. It was costly. It was sacrificial. We left an amazing church uh, in Middlesbrough. Uh, However, from the beginning, we just fell in love uh, with the city and the people, and we have loved and continue to love all that God has been doing among us. He's been uh, faithful over the years. There's been times of great joy, times of great breakthrough, as God gave us a building initially on Walton Street, and then of course we purchased this facility here, and all that God is doing and the impact we're making into our communities and beyond and also the impact as we have seen people come to know Jesus and influence people in their workplaces, and their communities and Jesus has been doing an incredible work and of course last year we expanded our leadership team which has really helped strengthen the church and help us to grow a stronger foundation for the growth that we know God is already doing among us and will continue to do and we have a great leadership team. Uh, That will change and develop and grow. Sue uh, Wilson, uh, Kath Charlesworth, uh, Lauren Thomas, if I said her name correctly, Lauren, and uh, Jason Charlesworth, Ben Bateson, and of course our elders Mark, and Phil Irvin, and Dan, And we've really benefited as well, particularly over these last couple of years, by having a larger worldwide vision, being part of the family of Regions Beyond and the connection we have not only with our northern churches, but what God is doing around the world. And the values and mission of what Regions Beyond are about have really helped us to see where God is leading us and the part that we have to play here in our city. As I think about the team that came and the team that joined us, in those early days in Hull, I'm just again so grateful to God to think of the thousands of lives that have been impacted with the gospel. Many people coming to know Jesus, some moving away, some staying in the city, churches that we've helped to establish and to plant, villages, towns, cities that now have a gospel presence with people who love Jesus in them. And over these years, we've learned from our failures and our successes and it's it's a thrill to be regularly visited by other churches to hear what God's doing among us to help equip them to take what God has been teaching us into their community and their place and God has really raised our profile and we're thankful for God for that and Joe and I are still very much committed to this city it's our city and committed to this church So we're not planning on moving on. I'm not getting a a new job. Um, However, if we want to see what God has called us to be and to be released into greater, different responsibilities and roles, things need to change. As we all should be growing in our calling and gifting, we want to seek to empower and release people, don't we? We're people who are people releasing. That means each one of us here needs to be released into the greater gifting that God has for you. So as we pray today, it's not just about Joe and I, it's not just about Dan and Rachel, it's not just about our wider leadership team, it's about every single one of us stepping up, being released into all that God has for us, because God has great plans and a great vision for us here in this city, and next week Dan's going to share some of his heart for where he feels God's leading us in this next year and beyond, and I'm excited about that. You know, when I first met Dan, we were in Teesside, uh, Teesside, Middlesbrough, where we were. He was a student there. And when he knew we were planting in Hull and I knew he was coming, I was very excited that Dan was going to become part of Jubilee Church Hull. And as we arrived and as Dan then came along, his mom was diagnosed with cancer. And that was a very difficult time for the family. And one of the things I loved about Dan was that he was committed to caring for his parents, supporting them staying in the church that they were a part of to stand with them in that season so I was gutted but full of joy that Dan is a man of such integrity and love for people that he's willing to lay down maybe some of his own thinking in terms of serving others and that's what I first loved or one of the things I loved about Dan of course then do remember when we were meeting in Walton Street Dan coming back on one Sunday and Dan saying to me My mum's got all the all clear. I feel God's called me back. And I just remember giving him a hug and just crying. And crying because I wanted Dan to be part of Jubilee. But I also knew the gifting of God that he was going to be to us here at Jubilee those few years ago. And I'm grateful for those who've helped shape him and training, discipleship, encouraging him in all that God has done in him. And where am I? I was thinking about the hugging and crying bit. Um, and I've seen Dan grow in character and leadership over the years, and to see him marry Rachel that was such a joy on that day an amazing woman with incredible pastoral and prophetic gifting. Do you know, I'm always thrilled when there's a gap in the service, and I'm thinking, God needs to speak to us. Now I'm not so thrilled that Dan many of us step up. But I know that God is always speaking to Rachel and Rachel will step up, bring a tongue, bring an interpretation, bring a word from God that kind of lifts us into God's presence. And I'm so grateful that together as a couple, the gifting of God that they have in their leadership abilities and the wisdom uh, that she also brings to Dan and tells him off sometimes. When he's working too hard or on his phone or when somebody rings him on his day off and said, they shouldn't be ringing you, should they? And Dan said, no, they should not be ringing me. And, uh, but learning not to answer the phone and ignore it. I always say, if there's an emergency, ring 999. All right, that's always the best thing to do. Uh, but we're so grateful to them as a couple. And of course, to see uh, little Ruben, one of my favorite little boys in the church. And uh, I always say that to every little boy in the church. Uh, but he is one of my favourites. He's actually got his pictures actually on my phone. So that shows you something, doesn't it? But, but to see them grow in their parenting and their love for their child has just been wonderful. But to see Dan step up in terms of responsibility and leadership as my role has beginning to change and to move on in God. It's such a joy to be part of the northern region of churches. And as we're seeking to uh, move together into all that God has for us together, to be released to more time to do that, to be released to run Whole 2030 with our vision to plant 20 new churches in Whole by 2030. And I'm thrilled to say there's at least three that we know of that have started as a result of that, as part of that process. And we're believing God for more. And as Jubilee, we're going to be planting one of those in North Holland I'm sure there's probably we'll wait to see what Dan says next week maybe two or three maybe two or three maybe might also be our responsibility who knows Uh, but God has been using Dan he's stepping up and a thing about Dan he's humble but he's also grown in confidence do you know he's not perfect or fully formed leader which is good news because neither am I and that's what I love about him. He's willing to step up, to take some steps of faith. And so with support and advice from friends of us, particularly within our regions beyond family, we really felt God lead us into this transition. So instead of myself leading the team, the leadership team from today, Dan is taking that responsibility officially. Because what we're doing is recognising God's call on his life, but also God's call on my life in this new season and of course people say well what difference will it make well do you know it's going to make a huge difference Dan will primarily focus on Jubilee not just on Jubilee because we're called to reach the nations but as he focuses on Jubilee it will encourage us to then stretch out even further so thrilled when Phil and Debbie visited Latvia and to see what God might be doing there among us and other nations and places that God's put on Our heart. It means that we can move forward and at a greater pace, but in a safe pace. Because I'm very prophetic. I see things before they come into being, and sometimes I can just run away. And it's great to have a safe pair of hands and to be part of a team that encourages me, helps me to pioneer, but also reins me in and helps me to focus in on the gifts that God has for it. And that's why it's great to be part of a great leadership team here. At Jubilee as well, and have elders like Mark and Phil. So we will have greater impact, but it will also might not make a huge difference because it's never been me being the lead pastor or senior pastor. I don't like to ever call myself that. I know some of you, I allow you to call me pastor now. I'm getting over that. And you can still call me that if you really need to, but I am Steve. And Dan is Dan. But he does take responsibility. For the team, I'm still going to remain an elder here and I'll still support and mentor, pray for Dan. I'll still preach in Jubilee from time to time. So you're not getting rid of me. But I'm excited in this new season, or as God has prophetically said to us again in regions beyond, a new era that God is stepping us into. And in this new era, God is going to do some amazing things and preparing us for a coming revival. Just as I have considered today, I just want to say a couple of things. Because actually, Trev's going to come and bring some of God's word to us, encouragement to us. You know, how can we help and support Dan and Rachel? How can we encourage Dan and our leadership team? Well, there's just two ways I want to, us to consider again. The obvious one is support. Support him. 1 Timothy 5.17 says this. The elders who direct the affairs of the church, well, are worthy of double honour. Especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. For scripture says, do not muzzle a ox while it is treading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. So Paul the Apostle who wrote these words uses this phrase here, and it's actually only used this one time, when he talks double honour for those who serve as pastors, elders, overseers. All pastors are to be honoured, but there's kinds of pastors that are worthy, it says of double honour, the elders who are good leaders, those who are working hard at preaching and teaching. Now, pastors, Dan isn't any more important in his role than any of us here. We're all part of the body. There's no hierarchy or whatever. However, God has called us to honor leadership. And part of Dan's responsibility is to take care of his church, but it's also the church's. It's our responsibility to take care of our leaders. It says, Those who proclaim the gospel should make their living by the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9. Galatians 6 6 The one who is taught the message must share all his good things with the teacher. Now, as a church, we're not Dan is paid a wage. You don't decide his wages, okay? The trustees make those decisions as part of our pay structure. And of see that's the right way, way to do with our charitable system and accountability. However, we all take responsibility for the finance of Jubilee. To give into the work a mission of the impact that God has for this church. And that also partly pays our staff and to pay Dan. And we all have a part to play in that. And there are generally two concerns that keep me awake at night. One of them is my concern for people. When I a pastoral situation, I think it's difficult. But the other is finance. And we can honour God and bless the leadership of the church by helping to fulfill what God has called us to do by giving to his people, by giving to the church. Because God has called us to incredible great things, to have a greater impact into the community and to the nations. Do you know right at the moment we don't have all the resource we need to do that? However, in this room there is resource. Turn to the person and say, You have resources. You have some time. You have some finance. And I want to encourage us as we step into this new season, please consider how are you giving? We don't teach the principle of tithing in this church. We teach generous giving, but tithing, the 10% of our giving, is a good benchmark. And some of us may be, even this, you need to step up, increase our standing order, consider how much we should set aside at the beginning of the week if we get paid weekly to give into the life of the church, to think about how we can serve in the church community as we need more people on our welcome team, people serving in our children's ministry, people serving during the week as we open the TLG school in two weeks' time here in this place. We need people to help serve us, serve breakfast to our children, help with lunch, do all kinds of things. So there's time to step up. And secondly, there is something about honour. A non-negotiable qualification for an elder, another word for the leader that Paul's appointed, is to have, must have a good reputation with outsiders, 1 Timothy 3, 3 7. How, But apparently, as we read the Bible, several church leaders attacked Paul's reputation. And it says this, this is an awful thing to read in 2 Timothy. The Bible's so real, you know. It says, Alexander the coppersmith did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Watch out for him yourself because he strongly opposed our words. At my first offence no one stood by me, but everybody deserted me. May it not be counted against them, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the proclamation might be made through me and that all the Gentiles might hear 2 Timothy 4. See, it's our role and responsibility not only to provide for our pastors, to care for them, but also to protect them from the Alexanders in the church and community. Joseph, Moses, David, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, they were all criticized publicly. Now, we do come under attack sometimes in the newspaper because of our work with homelessness. Some things are said against us. But what we've got to do is come to God with those things and to speak positively with one another, to encourage one another. You know, gossip is the thing that I often see right across the nations that can destroy a church. As we say, did you know that about them? I think they're doing the wrong thing. Not supporting, not praying, not standing with, being critical. But we don't want to be like that Jubilee, do we? We want to be a thankful and a people to lift people up and encourage Dan as he makes decisions, Dan is going to do things differently than I would do them. But I'm with him. I'm supporting him because I know he's going to hear from God. I know he's going to step into all that God has for him. So let us encourage one another. Let's stand up for them. Let's pray for these guys. Not just today, but ongoing. Let's pray for our leaders. Let's join us in defending our leaders against accusations, whether human or demonic. Dan's job, along with the eldership, is to keep watch over you, Hebrews 13, 7. But sometimes you need to keep watch over us as well. And you can do that by helping to serve, by standing with us, whether we're doing a great job or not such a good job. Respecting us, helping us be part of family together. If you're serving in the church, continue to serve well. If you're not serving, step up this year. This will honor the vision and calling of our leadership. And that's what I'm choosing to do today. As we pray for Dan and for Rachel, I want to support him. I want to continue to support our leadership and honour them. Do you? Let's stand just for a moment and pray as Trevor comes up and brings the second part of the word. Father, we want to thank you for today. We thank you for all that you have done in the life of our church and community. We thank you for your kindness and your goodness to us. And Lord, as we move into this new season, we pray, Lord, help each one of us to step up into all that you've called us to do, to those who serve, those who give, those who honour leadership, those who lay down their lives for the sake of the gospel, in order that this city would be changed and the nations changed through what you're doing among us, we pray. Amen. Please just take your seats. We've already, Trevor's already introduced himself earlier from South uh, London. But it's great to have Trevor with us, part of our family of New Frontiers, uh, regions beyond, our wider family of New Frontiers. So let's give Trevor a round of applause. Thank you.
1: Well, this is quite a day, isn't it? Are you excited, Jubilee Church? Doesn't sound it. Are you excited? God's about to take you into a new era this is a very amazing time now I've been asked to come and speak but I think there's something that's been left out of the agenda today and that is I think we need to celebrate the gift that God has given us in Steve and Joe over the last few years as they've led the church so Dan's gonna come up now and uh, just give us a little bit of a thank you God for what Steve has done which he didn't want but he's gonna get whether he likes it or not
2: Thank you. Um, obviously, Trevor's asked me just to share for a couple of minutes, uh, just to celebrate what Steve and Joe have done. And um, I'm not going to look at Steve uh, for the duration of this. But um, obviously, a couple of minutes does not uh, can never do it justice. And, um, and I'm glad it's not his funeral. So we've got plenty of time between now and then to, to celebrate him. But um, For the last 13 years, Steve, uh, Joe have uh, led this church, and um, since that time, Jubilee's grown. We've seen uh, many people come and go. We've seen many buildings. I'm glad I only experienced Walton Street in this one, because I heard some of the buildings you were in before that were awful, Um, but it's great. We've seen seen lots happen, Um, but what we've seen is this constant of Steve's leadership, and um, I know for many of us that comment of people what did what was your first experience of jubilee and it was well there was this man who greeted me in the corridor and gave me a big hug and I didn't even know who he was or people who would say to me this there was a guy who, who I met and he sat with me during the service on my first time and then and then I realized he was the lead of the church and just the humility that Steve shows in his leadership and Joe and the way that they serve us um, behind the scenes, uh, you, you, will, you don't realise uh, just all that they do and what all they're willing to do. They will never ask you to do anything that they wouldn't do themselves. Steve has cleaned areas of this building that you don't even know exist um, and it is just such uh, sacrificial leadership that they have done, that the way that they have led, the way that they have been gracious with us as we've changed, the way that they've raised up leaders and let us flourish and given us space to lead and been incredibly gracious and patient as they've seen their baby that they started 13 years ago change. And even when we've done things differently or done things wrong, their, their grace and their patience with us during that has been amazing and it has given us the ability to lead and the ability to flourish. Uh, They, personally, Steve has been my biggest supporter. He has pushed me to the next thing that God has for me continually. Even when I didn't feel equipped or feel ready, Uh, I'm so pleased that this change doesn't happen because he's leaving, him and Joe are leaving, that they're they're not retiring. Um, I'm glad that that is not the case because we're going to value them still being around us, aren't we? We're going to value their wisdom and their input and we're looking forward to all that God is going to do with them in Jubilee in this new season. But we're also really excited for this relationship in regions beyond. I've seen Steve flourish as we found this place where we belong. Since being part of Regions Beyond, we go to conferences and Steve sits through the whole conference. Now that is nothing short of a miracle. We went to a conference in London pre-Regions Beyond days and at the end of the session, it was a really great session, and I said to Steve, Steve, how good was that session? And he said, I, was in, I went to the National History Museum and sat in the cafe. <laughs> um, but since we've been part of Regions Beyond... Steve sits in every meeting, he sits on the front row, I just, I don't know what's going on, but since we've been part of Regions Beyond, we found somewhere where, where we really f- find security, we find friendship, we find values that we connect with, we find family, and Steve, it's been wonderful to see Steve step into some words, that, and, and the prophetic words that Steve has had over the years, we are now seeing them come to fruition, and, and that's a great joy. Uh, me and John Flavel, we used to have multiple conversations in the office where we were trying to get Steve to step into some of these words and he kept just due to his humility often would say oh no it's not I'm not sure about this not sure and then in regions beyond he's just stepped up and it is just great to see uh, him stepping into that gifting and I know that this change as he is going to go and impact churches and people and see them released in the same way that he's been doing here in Hull and that really excites me and I'm looking forward to all that he's going to bring back from regions beyond here uh, and he is gonna be, he's going to be great. He's going to get the, the microphone when he's back to share stories and to inspire us and to challenge us where we need it because at times we will go off course and he'll, he'll be a great reminder and he'll be helpful kicking me up the backside whenever he's back and I'm going to really appreciate that. And so, yeah, that's all I want to say is just thank you. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for all that you have done. Um, we're cheering you on, you two, as you go into this new era. We're praying for you and... Um, yeah, and I would just say, would you, would you stand with me? And would you give these guys the biggest round of applause ever?
1: Yeah, and... Uh i have my own personal testimony to that i remember a phone call to steve not so many years ago and he said i'm thinking about joining regions beyond i thought well i don't know this guy he sounds a bit quirky to me and uh steve has come in and joe has come into the family of regions beyond and simon and i we're on the uk team aren't we and steve is a breath of fresh air he's a man whose imagination is a man who's thinks out of the box he's a man who's not afraid to take risks he's blessed you And now he's blessing a much broader family of churches not just in this nation but around the world so i think we should pray and say thank you to god for the gift he's given us i arrived yesterday i said to steve have you guys had a a busy day he said well joe's been down the building painting i mean that says it all doesn't it really about this couple father we want to say thank you that you do give us gifts and they come in the form of people and we want to thank you for the gift of steve and joe And what they've achieved here and what they're going to continue to achieve for you. But thank you Lord that you've given us in this couple a real role model of what true biblical Jesus following leadership looks like. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts in Jesus name for Steve and Joe Whittington. Amen? Amen. 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 There's a passage in Ephesians 4 where Paul lays out very clearly what the role of leadership is. You will be very familiar with these words, but let's read them again and celebrate what God is saying here. Ephesians 4, verse 7. And it says this, But to each one of us... Make a note of that, because he's just included every one of you in this room. But to each one of us, grace has been given, as Christ apportioned it. And this is why it says, When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts. men what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions and he who has descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe the one we serve is the one who now is filling the whole universe and it was he that is Jesus of course who gave some to be Apostles Some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. Why? To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And then we will no longer be infants. Who wants to say a child in the kingdom of God in this room? None of us. We want to grow up into maturity, don't we? And that's why we've been given these gifts of leadership. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming instead speaking the truth in love we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ for from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its part plays its part you know as I was driving up here, Simon was driving, and uh, I was just thinking about this morning and what's going to be happening here today. I have no doubt that this is a very significant day for you as a church. This is a moment that God stored up for you, and it's breaking upon you now. And it's an event which, to my mind, is a confirmation in many ways, of the prophetic words that God has been speaking to us as a family of churches across the world about us entering into a new era of growth and multiplication. Be assured of what this morning is about. It's about the multiplication of God's kingdom it's about the establishment and the strengthening of many churches you are not saying goodbye to this couple you're not saying goodbye to Steve you're releasing him to be part of God's program for the multiplication of his kingdom across the nation and as Steve has already referred to this is an era which is a challenge not just to Steve and to Dan to step up But as you've already said, for every one of you in this room to step up and say, there is more for me in my ministry. God has yet more for me to achieve. There are more challenges of faith for me. So though today we are focusing very much on what this means for Steve and Joe, for Dan and Rachel, I also believe that God wants us to use this occasion to challenge every one of us, particularly every one of you here in Jubilee Church, to consider what your next step of ministry is. Steve steps up. Dan steps up. And that means we all begin to step up. Because as we've heard in the year ahead. There's going to be many more people coming into Jubilee Church. And they're going to find a place of ministry. And they're going to need your inputs. And they're going to need your blessing as they do it. And we've all just been reminded in Ephesians 4. The role of leadership. Get this very clear the role of leadership is not to do all the work the role of leadership is not to do all the ministry the role of leadership is to equip you and me to equip every one of us to do the works which god has prepared for you and me in advance to do and the truth is that god wants to see multiplication of his family right across Hull, right across the north of England, right across the UK and Europe, and across the world. And that means that every one of you in this room, every one of us, no matter where we come from or what our background, stepping up and taking on new responsibilities and refusing to ever settle. And that's what Steve and that's what Dan are doing today. They are stepping up. They are stepping up to help you personally. They're stepping up so that you might be better equipped. They're stepping up to help this church. They're stepping up to help the Regions Beyond Family of churches. And they're stepping up so that the whole body of Christ might fulfill our potential wherever God has put us. Now, it's, it's interesting. I'm standing on this platform. And I'm not a stranger to this platform or a stranger to Jubilee Church. I've been up here a few times now. I've discovered what the north looks like. Although uh, I'm constantly reminded by people like Ian, there's a lot more north to come. I was saying to you earlier, wasn't I? How far is it to drive to Edinburgh? I sort of thought it must be about 20 minutes away. And apparently, it, <laughs> it's five hours. I mean, it's amazing how big this country is once you get north of the Thames. But, uh, but I have to tell you that I love coming to Hull now and I, I look forward to this because what you guys have built here is something very special do you know that sometimes you gonna be in your own church and you can look around and think well this could be improved that could be improved Do you know you guys have quite a reputation across the regions beyond family particularly for this whole area of your mercy ministries And we often talk and pray that other churches would be like Jubilee Church Hull. I mean, I've just seen the classrooms for the new school. I mean, it is amazing. At Hope Church, in our leadership team, you know, we want to get more engaged with community. How are we going to go about this? And we prayed and we felt God say, send a team to Hull. Go and learn from that church. And they came and they've come back with so many ideas I was forced to resign because I can't cope with it. no. (laughs) But now... The team that leads this church is stepping into a new era. But I want you to remember this morning and celebrate this morning that you have a very special group of leaders. Do you know that? I mean, this team is quite magnificent. There's a total absence of competition here. There's a real appreciation of one another. No one's standing alone. There's a real sense of friendship. And also, your leaders in this place, there's a great sense of fun. Even though one of them told me last night they don't like comedy films. I can't cope with that, but they go along with that. But there's a wonderful team here and there is a real sense that you have been joined together to do something very significant. You have a great leadership team. But more than that, this church itself is a great team. And now it's going to be a team that's not led by Steve Whittington anymore. He's going to get used to saying, because I found this, you know, I passed my church on to new leadership just five weeks ago and already I'm having to sort of bite my lip. You know, I meet people and say, oh, you must come and preach. Oh, no, it's not my invitation anymore. Oh, we're going to do... No, no, it's not my... I'm just part of the team now. And now Dan leads the team as Steve steps up. And in a minute, we're going to gather around and we're going to pray for Dan and we're going to pray for Rachel and we're going to pray for the eldership of this church. But before we do that, let me remind you of one thing one very important truth that we mustn't lose sight of this morning because in one very, very, very important sense the leadership of this church has not changed because for the last 13 years actually Steve Whittington has not been leading this church do you know who has? Jesus and he's not going away he's still leading this church We have to remember always that when a church is built, it's not just people gathering to one person. We always gather to God. We were reminded in Regents Beyond Leadership team recently that uh, Israel's big problem was they always wanted to make somebody the king and follow the king. And that got them into all sorts of problems, didn't it? And Sadly, it seems that so many places in the Christian world we're still looking for kings. We're still looking for heroes that would say, have you been to so-and-so's church? Or look what so-and-so is doing, forgetting that we already have a king and it's his church. So my advice to you in this room, if you ever see a church that has a king, don't go there unless it's King Jesus. So Steve is moving on, changing roles. Dan is stepping up into greater responsibility, but the great king of heaven... The great hero of heaven is still the one that's leading you into the plans and purposes he had for Jubilee Church from the foundation of the earth. And believe me, those plans are bigger than even Steve or Dan can imagine, but you've really got to be prepared to step up and embrace this. Do you believe we're in a new era? Do you believe it's a new era for you personally? That's the question. Not just, oh, I'm going to stand back and watch how Jubilee Church grows or Regions Beyond goes or revival comes. A new era means... It's you that God is going to use significantly in the decade ahead, and that's very important. And we need to remember that we're not elevating Dan into some position of privilege. We are simply recognising, Dan, the anointing that God has given you. I have seen it. Steve has seen it. This whole company of people in this room have seen the anointing upon you, and we are totally confident that God has chosen you to lead this church now as a servant. I travel around a bit more now and I meet lots of different teams and lots of different elderships. And one thing that saddens me is that so many eldership teams across the Western nations see themselves as management teams. You know, that's not the role of elders, to manage the church, to tell people what to do to tell people how to organise themselves and have discussions about how to do things. Elderships and leadership in the biblical sense is very simple. It's to do this. It's to inspire people, to excite people with the word of God and the purposes of God, inspire people, then equip people and then release people to the ministry that God is giving them. That's what's happening here today. Steve is stepping back and we are releasing Dan. And Dan in his turn is coming in to inspire you and equip you and release you to your ministry. To release you to do the thing that God touched your life to do. It's called your destiny. And that's what leadership is about. Releasing people into that. So I have one or two questions for you as a church this morning. Are you ready to be freshly inspired in this new season? Well, that's so exciting to hear that. I just can't tell you how it thrills my heart to see a church rising to the occasion. Are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready for this new era? Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to play your part? Are you ready to step out of the boat like Steve is stepping out of the boat and Dan is stepping out of the boat? Are you ready for this? In which case, nothing can hold you back. The future is going to be absolutely amazing. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, God has given us an amazing promise. It says this, I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. And true leadership in his church is the fulfilment of that promise. That promise is being fulfilled in Dan this morning as he steps in to leadership. And I know Dan, and I know he's going to be a great leader because I have seen in this man a leader after God's own heart. I've often driven away from Hull and having spent time with Dan or seeing him at the background of a conference, the thing, this is a man after God's own heart. And in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus describes himself in this way as being... Gentle and humble in heart. And as Steve has already referred to, there is a wonderful gentleness and humility in you, Dan, which we all in this room recognize. But it's also allied with something else. Faith and an incredible spiritual authority, which you might not be aware of at the moment. You might be full of trepidation. God has given you faith and spiritual authority, and that is a great combination. With that combination, this church is really going to advance. So I'm here to tell you, you have a gift. His name is Dan. His wife is Rachel. And you need to treasure this gift. You know, we just celebrated Christmas, haven't we? And we celebrated that God has given us his greatest gift and that great shepherd gives us more gifts he gives us apostles he gives us prophets he gives us evangelists he gives us pastors and teachers so that you and I can fulfill the reason that God broke into our lives and the destiny he gives us so this is what we're going to do now we're going to pray for Dan obviously and uh, the elders and church leaders from other churches who are here we're going to gather and pray Then we're going to pray for Dan and Rachel as a couple. Because Dan can't do this job on his own. In fact, in God's eternal purpose, he's joined Dan and Rachel together. They're one flesh. So they come as a pair. And we need to honour that and pray for them. Because you might not be aware of this, but when you step into areas of responsibility, like leading a church, the devil doesn't give you a quiet time. So we're going to pray for their protection. We're going to pray for an anointing upon them as a couple. And then I think it would be good, Jubilee Church that we pray for your whole eldership team and their wives. Do you think so?